141 Machinist Connections is a podcast brought to you by District 141 of the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, AFL-CIO. Listen on Spotify and Amazon Podcast. Peace, peace, peace. Welcome back to Connections, a podcast brought to you by District 141. It is your main man, 50 Grand Papa Lou, one of the co-hosts, hailing from Victory Lodge, 1725 out of Charlotte, North Carolina, American Airlines. I'm very, very excited. I'm doing something that we haven't done yet, but we're making history. Today, we have an actual in-live recording here at the William Whipping Singer W3, as we all affectionately know it. I'm excited, y'all. So, let me introduce some folks real quick. Coming out of local lodge down in Phoenix, Arizona, with over 24 years of Southwest Airlines, starting in reservations. Now seven years as a current District 142 GC can stand toe-to-toe with the best of the best. <laughs> My sister, Miss Carrie Leslie. Also, hailing from Local Lodge 1781 in San Francisco, California. 28-year veteran with United Airlines and stores. Current seven-term Local Lodge president. Grievance committee secretary. 32-time break room domino champion. My man, your man, Tony Parker. Everybody give him a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, we're going to get right into it. All three of us were tasked. We were here at the train the trainer training and we all three got a pretty hot button topic that I would call it the duty of fair representation. And I believe this is something that all of our shop stewards all around, whether you're District 141, 142, District 19, or if you don't have a district home at all, we all got shop stewards and they all can benefit from understanding the importance of what duty of fair representation means. So with that, man, you know, uh, shout out to our brothers and sisters over in the um, entertainment industry at uh, IATSE, stagehands that uh, do movie and film production. So what we're going to do, I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to do what we call in the film industry. We're going to block. We're going to do blocking. So we're going to set the scene. And, and the scenario is, is that you, Tony, are a grieving. You have been a good employee for a long time. The company has accused you of disciplinary, excuse me, dishonesty on the job. The accusation is not true, but the company fires you. So if you're the grieving, you've approached your steward. Give me some things that you would look for, for that steward to do for you in order to represent you. Well, I think most importantly, I'd want the shop steward to listen to my side of the story. The company is accusing me of something that I feel is is untrue. And as my, my union representation, I believe that it's important for them to hear my side of the story so that they get all the facts, not just what they've heard so far. Copy that. Copy that. Copy that. What about you, Sister Carrie? So pretty much the same thing. I would want them to listen to my side of the story and um, so they can get the facts uh, from my side or, or my point of view. And um, any documentation and interview, there were a few witnesses. I want them to be interviewed as well. Copy that. So, you know, in the movie uh, Meet the Parents, right, my man Robert De Niro, he talked about the circle of trust, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, you know, for us, man, I, I equated we have what we call the triangle of trust, right? And some of those things, or those three major things, man, in the triangle of trust is what I would like to call it, is are things reasonable? Are they fair and focused on the facts? And has it been done in honest and in good faith? So 
let me add, I'm going to ask the both of y'all, if y'all could kind of give me, do y'all have any personal kind of stories about some things that happened on the job where there could have been a duty of fair representation situation that we were able to either work through or completely avoid? Um, yes, I did have a, an incident that happened actually fairly recently. Uh, there were um, two agents that had an altercation and the company called them both into a hearing. There was one steward available and they called the steward in and said, we're going to issue a hearing notice for agent A and we're going to issue a hearing notice for agent B. So he had to go in and get the hearing notice because they were both suspended. And then uh, on the third day and the agent represented the agent A and then an hour later represented Agent B. So Agent B was very upset after the hearing because he didn't feel that he was representing him correctly because he already heard Agent A, which he didn't know until that day. Mm. So he was he felt the steward was being very partial right. and on Agent A's side. So it looks like a conflict. It was a huge conflict, conflict of interest. And right. then I was called um, as a general chair and he said that he wanted to, you know, because he got a, a, like a letter of warning or final mm -hmm. warning. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And he wanted that removed because he didn't feel he was represented properly. Gotcha. So he wanted to file, you know, I'm going to file charge. I'm going to sue him because, you know, I don't, I don't want this letter. To, it takes two to tango. Right. And so I had a talk with the steward to say that when there's two agents involved, you represent one and another steward needs to represent the other. Right. If the steward's not available, then you reschedule until they're available because this is what happens. Now, we don't want to run into lawsuits right. um, or not representing fairly. So I actually talked the guy out of it and I got his letter removed without even grieving it. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Well, you could talk somebody <laughs> off the ledge, right? And get them to, as me and my brother, Mike Noble, say, we just move the needle just a little bit and get people to change their current position on things. What about you, Tony? You got anything, man? Um, I, I think the biggest thing with, with DFRs is understanding the reasoning behind the, these allegations, right? Member may feel that they weren't represented to the best right. of our ability or, or been treated equally. So, you know, understanding those aspects of, of the member's position allows us as shop stewards to be able to do our job that much better so that it doesn't get to that point. Right. Right. So understanding that a thorough investigation is necessary. Understanding Copy. that we're, we're representing the grievance, not the grievance. Right. Bingo. So understanding all that puts us in a better position to avoid things like this. Copy that. So once again, going back to our brothers in Hollywood, right? One of the things that first AD will call out, they'll, they'll do a call called uh, last legs, excuse me, last looks and legs. And what that translates to is that's whenever they take a last look at the cast to make sure everybody's in wardrobe, doing what they're supposed to do. Right. And then legs means literally check the tripod that the cameras are on. Make sure everything is level. So what we do as representatives and what our stewards, what we encourage our stewards to do is to double and triple check all of their all of their sources. Right. Because as we know, we've talked about it today. Our people will lie to us. So double and triple check every fact. Right. Do those thorough investigations. And, and more importantly, stay in communication. Mm -hmm. One of the most major things that we could do for our members when they come to us with their grievance, whether it's a grievance on a, a disciplinary thing or a, a contractual issue, is as you 
present that grievance and it progresses through whatever uh, steps that your that your contract and your property may have. A simple phone call or a text message goes a long way to let that grievance know, hey, man, we haven't forgot about you. We're still working on it. And and once you get that resolve, let them know we won. Or and sometimes we have to be the bearer of bad news. Say, hey, man, unfortunately, we, we, we just didn't provide enough information on this. And that right there goes a long way, because a lot of times people who talk about wanting to file a duty of fair representation are either disgruntled about an outcome or they feel that they weren't represented because of a lack of communication right. more often than not. So and if I could just add on that, Luke, you know, communication nowadays presents itself in various forms. Yes, sir. Right. It could be a phone call, a text message, an email and, and staying in constant communication, whether or not there's movement on a case kind of puts the member's mind at ease knowing that you're actually still actively working on that case. Absolutely. And on the flip side of that, it also protects the shop steward and the union because we can document that, hey, we've been in communication with this person. We've been following up. We got emails and text messages. So we did our job. Right on. So I, I think a, a, a cool tool that you have, that you develop personally uh, over at United Airlines as a grievance committee secretary is almost like in the film industry, they have what we call a, a call list, right? It's a, it's a checklist before a shoot to make sure that we have every lens, every camera, every microphone that we need, whatever we need. Uh, you have a pretty dope checklist, man, for your grievance process. Can you kind of like walk us through that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, like I said earlier, I, I type faster than I write. So what I did was I created a, a, a template, if you will, of what an investi- investigatory meeting looks like, right. how it's ran, um, anything from attendance to a formal hearing from the company and even a second step grievance on behalf of the union. So that way I have all the documentation prior to the meeting going in and that allows me to capture all the important small information that may or may not be, in, you know, may or may not happen in the meeting. Right. Anything that I feel would be in the best interest of the member. Gotcha. I have the information. I know what the company's presenting. Now I want to see what they're speaking on. What are they, what exactly are they presenting from this document? Copy that. My sister, as a, as a general chair, you, you all at your level, you get involved in the grievance process uh, as it progresses, goes to a third step or what uh, we know on the American Airlines side, grievance review board now. Just kind of give me like, if you have just a, a quick checklist of things that you need, that you look for, that help you when you are now sitting in front of, at this point, uh, a director of like labor relations at your at your company that helps you continue to fight for our members. So when when it's denied at a first step, it does come to me. Okay. Um, the more because I I'm not in the stations regularly. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't work side by side with with the grievant, mm-hmm. so I don't have the story. So the more information I have, which your checklist was absolutely great. Thank I'm going to incorporate that somehow Thank you. to have the whole story. The facts, the dates, the investigation, a statement from from the grievant as mm-hmm. to what, what, what they think happened or what they say happened as far as what the company thinks happened. And so in order for me to fight, if it's an overtime issue, give me the overtime logs. Give me the schedule that day. Right. Tell me who worked the overtime. What were what was the time frame the overtime was worked? If I don't have that, 
it's very hard for me to fight because I don't have that story. Right. You know? Right. So the more information I have, the harder I can fight. That's right. So it's kind of like Bob Ross. We got to paint happy little... <laughs> happy clouds. Happy, happy little trees, <laughs> little grievances, right? That's right. right. You know what I mean? Yes, but this sir. is this is how... This is how... At the end of the day, I feel like duty of fair representation boils down to uh, a, a few... A handful of things that are just important, right? Document, document, document. Every move that we make within a grievance... And investigating agreements, make sure we document it, right? Keep up with your timelines because we all have timelines. Communicate with our members, right? And, you know, once again, circling back to the film and TV industry, there's there's always one last and final call. It's called check the gate. Checking the gate means there's a little gate between the lens and the sensor of a camera. And what we're checking for to make sure that there's no hair or no dust or anything like that, right? So we're just fine-tuning to make sure that everything is square and across the board so that we can focus and frame then we call action and that is how we win in our hearings listen y'all it's been an awesome awesome thing doing this I've had so much fun I've Thank always you. wanted to do a, a, a live recording <laughs> this podcast beautiful class give yourselves a round of applause <laughs> yes sir yes sir so uh I, I would not do this podcast service because I always do this. If y'all would just bear with me, I always do an inspirational kind of a quote. And this comes from a poem called See It Through by Edgar Albert Guest. And it says, black may be the clouds about you and your future may seem grim, but don't let your nerve desert you. Keep yourself in fighting trim. If the worst is bound to happen, spite of all that you can do, running from it will not save you. You must see it through. See it through. Fighting Machinist. This your man, 50 Grand, Papa Lou, and we out. Special thank you to President Directing General Chairman Mike Klim and Secretary Treasurer Alex Jaroulis.